0: It's Luke 18, verses 9 to 14. Okay. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, or even like this tax collector. Oh, that I am not like other people, like robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Okay. In Luke 18, Jesus was teaching about prayer. He had taught about persistence in prayer earlier in the chapter. And now in today's reading, Jesus teaches about honesty and humility in prayer. Jesus is teaching us that to pray with humility means trusting God rather than trusting ourselves. In verse 9, it says that Jesus told this parable to some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else. The message translation of verse 9 sums it up really well. It says, Jesus told this, his next story to some who were complacently pleased with themselves over their own moral performance and looked down their noses at the common people, people who were complacently pleased with their own moral performance. Jesus was speaking to those who trusted their own righteousness, who trusted themselves rather than God, which, if we're honest, is probably lots of us, lots of the time. And Jesus told this parable. He told this story. It's not a real event. It's a story that Jesus used to teach about prayer. And to teach about humility in prayer. Jesus is saying, don't pray like the, fa- the Pharisee, not the fax collector. Don't play like, pray like the Pharisee. P- pray like the tax collector. In those days, Pharisees were respected religious leaders. Tax collectors were often despised for being cheats. And Jesus is saying, don't pray like the religious people. Pray like someone who is humbly seeking God. Later in the chapter, um, Jesus talks about coming to God like a child. Jesus is challenging people's assumptions about how to pray. Pray like a tax collector. Pray like a child. Jesus shows us, first of all, how not to pray in the example of the Pharisee. And then he shows us how to pray in the example of the tax collector, the Pharisee then. The Pharisee said, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. The Pharisee was trying to prove himself to God. He was trying to show that he was better than other people. There's a famous um, quotation from Theodore Roosevelt, the earlier Roosevelt American president. And he said this, he said, comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of joy. And when we compare ourselves with others and come out better, we become arrogant and self-righteous. When we compare ourselves with others and come out worse, we lose our self-esteem and we become envious of others. Jesus then uses the example of the Pharisee to warn us about trying to prove ourselves. The Pharisee then went on to say, I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. He was trying really hard to make God like him. But the truth is, God wants us to come as we are, to be transformed by him and then as a consequence of his love, to serve him, to give our money and our time to others. We don't do these things to make God like us. We don't do these things to prove ourselves to God, but we do them in response to his love for us. It's not about comparing our value and our success with the people around us, or striving to try and prove ourselves, but it's about bringing ourselves to God as we are. And that's the key message of the passage this morning. God wants the real you and the real me. He does not want a fake and polished version. He wants us to acknowledge who we really are, and then to come to him and to receive his mercy. Jesus gives us the example of the honesty of the tax collector. And this is the example we are to follow. The tax collector, it's quite interesting, the tax collector doesn't compare himself to others. This, the tax collector isn't, uh, it's not about in inadequacy or false humility Rather, the tax collector genuinely acknowledges his sin before God. It wasn't about whether the tax collector was better or worse than other people. It was about the fact that the tax collector did not meet God's perfect standard. The tax collector was so aware of his sin that he beat his breast and he said, God have mercy on me, a sinner. He was real before God. And the truth is that we all fall short. And we all need to say, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. We live in a world where a lot of the time we try and make things look better than they really are. In work, in our relationships, on social media, we try to hide the bad stuff in our lives. Now, um, I spent the last week in Focus, a Christian holiday, with lots of people from our church family. And um, lots of our church family camped. I didn't camp. I stayed in a house off site, which is nice. And um, every day we drove into Focus. And we drove past this this cottage, this isn't where we stayed, we drove past this very pretty cottage every day, driving into Focus. And my friend Anna was sat in the car next to me, and she took this photograph, and then the photograph that was up a minute ago, and she put it on social media, on Instagram. It's really pretty. However, the reality is that there was bird poo on my car window. And some ugly traffic lights and t- traffic signs on the, in front of the house. And so the first version of the photo, which I think is going to come up, you can see the mark, which is the bird poo on the car window. And you can see the traffic signs. Not such a good picture for Instagram. But actually, Jesus wants us to come bird poo and all. First version, sin and all. He wants us to come to him as we are. Jesus wants us to come to him as we are, not trying or pretending to be something we are not. We don't have to prove ourselves to God. We don't have to make God like us. He loves us anyway. He invites us to come. He wants the real you and the real me, and he wants to set us free. Look at verse 14. Verse 14 says, "'I tell you, this man,' that's the tax collector,' went to his house justified. In other translations, it says he went vindicated. In the message translation, it says that he went home made right with God. He was set free from his sin and shame. He was forgiven by Jesus and able to live without the burden of sin. The message, version, uh, message translation of the Bible Um, translates the final verse in the passage like this it says if you walk around with your nose in the air you're going to end up flat on your face but if you're content to be simply yourself you will become more than yourself you're content to be simply yourself you will become more than yourself In other words, when we acknowledge our weakness, our sin, the reality of who we are before God, God will show us mercy. He will set us free. We will become more than ourselves. The tax collector was set free by God. He was forgiven. He was made right with God. And rather than trying to hide his sin or pretend it wasn't there, Yet still having to live with the burden of sin, he was set free from sin and shame. And this is good news. When we Christians stop pretending that we are something we are not, when we remember that we all fall short of God's perfect standard, that we cannot achieve righteousness by ourselves, then maybe we will stop treating others with contempt when they don't meet our standard, or when they don't agree with us. People outside the church need to know that as Christians, we are forgiven sinners. We have a relationship with a perfect and loving Heavenly Father, not because we are particularly good people, but because through Jesus' death on the cross, our sins are forgiven Our actions of giving money away, of loving our neighbor, of serving the poor are not so that we can force God's hand and make him love us, but they are the result of his love for us. God wants us and loves us as we are, and he wants us to admit who we are and to allow him to change us. We are no better than anyone else. But we have received the forgiveness of Jesus. And that forgiveness is available for everyone. Jesus is challenging us in this passage. He is challenging us when we think we are better than others and when we treat others with contempt. He is challenging us to humbly acknowledge our own sin. So today's passage is about the importance of humility and honesty in prayer. God loves each of us and wants us to come to him as we are, as we really are. Um, And I think this is summed up really well by a children's story. So I'm going to read you a story now, and some um, images of that story will come up on the screen. The pictures will come up on the screen. I'm going to read you this story. So if you're sitting comfortably, I shall begin. It's called You Are Specialist by Max Lucado. The Wemmicks were small wooden people. All the wooden people were carved by a woodworker named Eli. His workshop sat on a hill overlooking their village. Each Wemmick was different. Some had big noses, others had large eyes. Some were tall and others were short. Some wore hats, others wore coats. But all were made by the same carver and all lived in the village. And all day, every day, the Wemics did the same thing. They gave each other stickers. Each Wemmick had a box of golden star stickers and a box of grey dot stickers. Up and down the streets, all over the city, people spent their days sticking stars or dots on one another. The pretty ones... Those with smooth wood and fine paint always got stars. But if the wood was rough or the paint chipped, the Wemix gave dots. The talented ones got stars, too. Some could lift big sticks high above their heads or jump over tall boxes. Still others knew big words or could sing pretty songs. Everyone gave them stars. Some Wemmicks had stars all over them. Every time they got a star, it made them feel so good. It made them want to do something else and get another star. Others, though, they could do little. They got dots. Punchinello was one of these. He tried to jump high like the others, but he always fell. And when he fell... The others would gather round and give him dots. Sometimes, when he fell, his wood got scratched, so the people would give him more dots. Then, when he tried to explain why he had fallen, he would say something silly, and the Wemix would give him more dots. After a while, he had so many dots that he didn't want to go outside. He was afraid he would do something silly, such as forget his hat or step in the water, and then people would give him another dot. In fact, he had so many grey dots that some people came up and gave him dots for no reason at all. He deserves lots of dots, the wooden people would agree with one another. He's not a good wooden person. After a while, Punchinello believed them. I'm not a good Wemmick, he would say. The few times he went outside, he hung around other Wemmicks who also had a lot of dots. He felt better around them. One day, he met a Wemmick who was unlike any he'd ever met. She had no dots or stars. She was just wooden. Her name was Lucia. It wasn't that people didn't try to give her stickers, it was just that the stickers didn't stick. Some of the Wemmicks admired Lucia for having no dots, so they would run up and give her a star, but it would fall off. Others looked down on her for having no stars, so they would give her a dot, but that wouldn't stick either. That's the way I want to be, thought Punchinello. I don't want anyone's marks. So he asked asked the stickerless wemmick how she did it. It's easy, Lucia replied. Every day I go to see Eli. Eli? Yes, Eli, the woodcarver. I sit in the workshop with him. Why? Why don't you find out for yourself? Go up the hill, he's there. And with that, the Wemmick, who had no stickers, turned and skipped away. But will he want to see me, Punchinello cried out. Lucia didn't hear. So Punchinello went home. He sat near a window and watched the wooden people as they scurried around, giving each other stars and dots. It's not right, he muttered to himself, and he decided... To go and see Eli, Punchinella walked up the narrow path to the top of the hill and stepped into the big shop. His wooden eyes widened at the size of everything. The stool was as tall as he was. He had to stretch on his tiptoes to see the top of the workbench. A hammer was as long as his arm. Punchinello swallowed hard. I'm not staying here. And he turned to leave. Then he heard his name. Punchinello. The voice was deep and strong. Punchinello stopped. Punchinello, how good to see you. Come and let me have a look at you. Punchinello turned slowly and looked at the large bearded craftsman. You know my name? The little Wemmick asked. Of course I do. I made you. Eli stooped down and picked him up and set him on the bench. Hmm, the maker spoke thoughtfully as he looked at the grey dots. Looks like you've been given some bad marks. I didn't mean to, Eli. i tried really hard. Oh, you don't have to defend yourself to me, child. I don't care what the other wemics think. You don't? No, and you shouldn't either. Who are they to give you stars and dots? They're mixed just like you. What they think doesn't matter, Punchinello. All that matters is what I think, and I think you are very special. Punchinello laughed. Me? Special? Why? I can't walk fast, I can't jump, my paint is peeling, why do I matter to you? Eli looked at Punchinello, put his hands on those small wooden shoulders and spoke very softly, because you're mine, that's why you matter to me. Punchinello had never had anyone look at him like this, much less his maker. He didn't know what to say. Every day, I've been hoping you'd come, Eli explained. I came because I met someone who had no marks, said Punchinello. I know, she told me about you. Why don't the stickers stay on her? The maker spoke softly, because she has decided that what I think is more important than what they think. The stickers only stick if you let them. What? The stickers only stick if they matter to you. The more you trust my love, the less you care about their stickers. I'm not sure I understand. Eli smiled. You will, but it will take time. You've got lots of marks. For now, just come to see me every day and let me remind you how much I care. Eli lifted Punchinello off the bench and set him on the ground. Remember, Eli said, as the Wemmick walked out of the door, you are special because I made you and I don't make mistakes. Punchinello didn't stop, but in his, in his heart, he thought, I think he really means it. And when he did, a dot fell to the ground. The message of that story then is that Punchinello went to Eli as he was, and Eli changed him. The message this morning is that Jesus wants you and me, like the tax collector to come to him as we are. He wants us to bring our sin and our shame and he wants to set us free from all the sin and all the addiction that might hold us back. He wants to set us free from pretending to be something we are not and from hiding and burying our sin and our failure. He wants us to set us free from comparing ourselves with others. He wants each of us to come to acknowledge our sin and our weakness and to live life in relationship with him, transformed by him. Okay, shall we pray as we finish? Lord Jesus, we thank you this morning that you love each one of us, that you know the burden of sin and shame that we carry. And Lord, I pray that as, that as we choose to come to you this morning, we would know the freedom that can be found in you. We would know the mercy that you show us. We would know the joy that you want to bring us. Amen.
1: Amen. Thanks, Ross. Can I invite the band up? Can I invite us to stand? Um, Just want to offer time of prayer for anyone that wants it. We're going to uh, respond in song worship. I feel like there's maybe two groups of people that maybe be helpful to pray. The first is those who are in verse 9. To those who are confident of their own righteousness and look down on everyone else. Um, it's okay. You can be honest. And if that's you, maybe you need someone to stand with you and help you to pray through that. But actually, it's so easy for us to have our lives totally sorted. That we don't actually need God. But then for for those of us who like Punchinello, like the tax collector, we come broken. We're almost ashamed to come to God. Maybe we need someone to help us pray through that as well. So as we all respond in song worship, if you would like to come, come down to the front and we'll get people to pray for you. Um, Don't be embarrassed. Don't wait for another opportunity. This is that moment. Heavenly Father, as we come before you now with our song, we thank you that It's you that makes us right, not ourselves and not what we do, not what we earn, not how Christian we are, but that you are making us whole by Jesus' death. No one here is too far gone or too far broken. Would we know that truth in the name of Jesus? Amen.